If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. Nikola Tesla. Welcome to The Frequency Shifter Show. I'm your host, Corinne Summers, founder of Artisan Pharmacy. In this show, we explore ways to raise the frequency of ourselves, one another, and our planet. We're digging deep into all things metaphysical, from what is frequency, to the power of sound, the Schumann resonance, our DNA, Reiki, the energy of water, and beyond. All to shift our minds and bodies back into alignment with richer states of connection, elevated awareness, and maximum human potential. And we're bringing on the global experts and thought leaders to share their wisdom as they let us pick their brains around all these juicy, mysterious topics. First of all, I don't know who Ricky is and metaphysical, Schumann's Renaissance. What are you? I don't even know. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. I need us to take a step back and calm down. What are we even talking about here? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, I have a co-host. The universe insisted. What can I say? This is Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. He's sort of a newbie to some of this frequency stuff, and he's going to help keep everything balanced, grounded, and relatable. So this show isn't just for the experts to nerd out on all things metaphysical, but it's an open welcome space for everyone to explore the mysteries of the universe and raise our frequencies together. Welcome to today's episode of The Frequency Shifter Show. My name is Corinne Summers. I'm the founder of Artisan Pharmacy, here with my amazing co-host, Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. So one of my favorite things about this guy is he's always full of surprises. Like when I was visiting you in California last December and riding around in your car and you're playing country music. What? <laughs> uh, it's probably always one of the biggest surprises. I've been mean, born and raised on like the west side of LA, lived in New York City, and I don't know, I grew up on like hip hop and, and I want to say hip hop and rap and 90s R&B. And, That's more and, of what I expected. Sure. And as I gotten older, like I still, I listen to that stuff, but the stuff, the old stuff, I, I'm not into like the newer stuff. And um, I don't know why, like country has just resonated with me. It calms me. It makes me happy. Like, and I know you made fun of me too, cause it's not even like real country. It's like pop country. Um, but it actually, it really just is about like, it feels good. And for me in the life I live, like, I don't want to do things in my life that don't feel good. Like I want to, there's enough things that life throws at us that are challenging and hard. I want the music that I put on to like raise my vibration, raise my energy, lift me up. And I know what I've learned from you is there's actually so much to that. Like I didn't know about frequencies and I didn't know like essentially like how music impacts us. So it like really makes sense what I listen to when you, when we think about like that way. Um, but like, what about you? You're like all about this. What do you listen to? Because you really know like the more of the science about how sound impacts us. You know, it's funny. I will still always have a soft spot in my heart for certain like old school rap songs and um, things like that. But the more I've learned about music and frequency and vibration and noticed how I feel, kind of like you were saying, how I feel when I listen to certain things, um, now I gravitate much more to 
the kind of ancient sounds, a lot of drumming and flutes and shamanic music, as well as, you know, chanting. And I have a lot of music that I picked up on my travels in India and Nepal and um, things like that. I also like reggae and really anything I can dance to and move my body to is good. And this is actually a perfect segue into our special guest and a really good friend of mine. Um, he's an amazing sound healer, sound teacher, Jay Taylor, also the director and co-founder of the Ahimsa School of Sound Healing here in Chicago. Um, you know, Jay is a facilitator of these sound, sound bowl healings all over Chicago. It's been a lot of fun and an incredible experience for me personally to benefit from his gifts and also to collaborate a few times. Jay, thank you so much for being here and welcome. Thank you for having me. Excited to have you on the show. Do you want to kick us off with just a little intro about um, what brought you to, to sound and kind of your path to becoming a sound healer? Sure. Where to begin? Uh, <laughs> it all started about 12 years ago. I started teaching. Uh, I was working with middle school students with special needs and really kind of just jumped in the deep end uh, here in Chicago and, and, and didn't have a lot of support and just was trying to figure it out. And over the course of a 10-year career, I became very, very interested in supporting people in sort of performing at their optimal level. And I really sort of took on this, uh, this view of the world that everybody's trying their best all of the time and that we can sort of elevate our version of best through healing trauma, uh, releasing stress, uh, treating the body with care through diet and exercise and sleep and this kind of thing. So. As I was going through my career, I really started experimenting with different tools to support people in uh, sort of finding that optimal level of performance. So uh, this was, you know, using music. Um, this was meditating, playing binaural beats for students. And really kind of at the end, I started bringing in a lot of different instruments to to use with my students, like a frame drum, for example, um, and uh, tuning forks, this kind of thing. And essentially what happened was my career, it was time to end that part of my life and end that part of my career. So as I was phasing out of teaching, I was introduced to instruments like singing bowls and gongs. And it was like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is, this is it. So I went, I, you know, I ended a school year and I kind of went right into trying to do this for a living, trying to, trying to be of service, um, as a full-time sound meditation facilitator. I, I'm, I'd love to just understand more about like how, like why does sound actually impact us to that level of bringing us to an optimal level or even healing? I know that like if I put on music, right, it can make me feel good. I can like what I'm hearing, but what's going on that like, I don't maybe understand at like a, I feel good level. Sure. Well, so, you know, what I, what I like to share before every meditation that I facilitate is this very basic and, and scientifically proven 
idea that everything is vibrating all the time. So, you know, this cushion that I'm sitting on, if you zoom in with a microscope, you're going to find that even though it appears to be this solid object, in fact, there is much space within that object and a lot of vibration. So really what's happening is that the cells of our body, the trillions of cells, they all have their own optimal vibration. And so other vibrations around us are constantly interacting with the cells of our body. So, you know, there are some vibrations that we interact with that actually support harmony within. So for example, if someone you care about walks up to you and says, I love you. So there's this vibration that's produced, uh, you know, from our vocal cords, it comes out of our mouth in a wave, and then it hits the other person's cells. And when you combine that specific frequency of what they said with the intention behind what they said, it creates like a ripple effect through the body and can actually shift the frequency of cells that are within us. And the same thing is true when, sen- when someone says something aggressive or hurtful. You know, there's an intention and then there's a frequency and the intention and the frequency kind of intertwine and they hit us and we can really feel depending on our current state, we can really feel how that hits us. Maybe like our heart is sore or something like this. So this is kind of the underlying idea is that everything is vibrating. And when we start to utilize ancient tools like a gong or a frame drum or singing bowls or the voice, these are all things that are designed to produce these very specific frequencies that interact with us in very specific ways. Yes. (laughs) That was really beautifully put. I want to hear Alex's response, though, as the person that's a little bit newer to this. What came up for you when you were absorbing all of that, Alex? You want me to give the nice answer? No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) uh, No, I mean, I think, look, it makes sense. I know enough to like I know that everything's like I know enough about science to know like how how atoms and cells and like all these things are actually vibrating so I know that like the table that everything that I have in front of me is sitting on is actually not this solid object that it appears to be and feels like so that makes sense and the thing that I was thinking Jay as you were explaining it was how when you throw a rock into like a pond and how that rock might make contact with only a few spots, but the ripples actually impact the entire pond. So if there's a fish swimming, now I don't know what it would be like to be that fish, you know, nearby one of those ripples, or even like somewhat off, but there's an impact. Um, and depending on how, if we use this metaphor, like if I drop a boulder right into the river, it's going to create a different kind of an impact than if I just skip a rock gently over to the other side. And so when I, as I'm thinking about the sound, I'm like, okay, so if you drop a boulder in your language or in sound or in your tone, the impact is more detrimental to a human than if you say something that's like gentle or kind or sweet or loving, um, that can actually produce like a, a positive ripple or a beautiful ripple, something like that. Yeah. And I, I think, 
Yeah, like what you're referring to is this interaction, you know, so there's there's an event that occurs and then it's having a ripple effect in terms of how it affects other things around it. And, you know, one thing that comes to mind and, and I think a great way to sort of view this whole thing is that the body is sort of like uh, a symphony orchestra where each part of the body is like a different section of the orchestra. So maybe the heart is the percussion section and the liver. Maybe this is the string section. And so when you have an orchestra at the start of a performance, all of the instruments, they tune together so that as they're performing the piece, everything comes off as designed. And the body is the same way. Each part of the body has a very specific function and they all, and each system is interacting. So when you have one system that's out of balance, it affects and puts additional burden on other systems. Um, and specifically, you know, I think the system that's typically out of balance, which leads to the majority of dysfunction in the body and disease is the autonomic nervous system. So, you know, most people are dealing with stress at a chronic level, um, you know, day in, day out for decades and things break down. Um, you know, we, we struggle to digest food proper, properly because our resources are being sent to kind of deal with these external threats that are maybe not real. Um, we don't sleep well because again, we're, we're sort of like on the edge. We're like, where's the danger? Where's the danger? And so, you know, one of the things about these instruments is that they can support us in just finding almost, um, like a consistency. Like if you're playing a singing bowl and it's just producing this kind of like, and it's just going on for 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Like it doesn't matter if you have any experience with meditation or wellness or mindfulness, that pulse will allow people to just, just sink down and, and, and let go. So um, I kind of did that right when you were using your voice to mimic <laughs> the bowls. I'm yeah. pretty impressed by that. Um, but that's a really beautiful way to explain it. And I think that also kind of hits on why dependent on what's going on in your life, what you might be struggling with, or what kind of stress you might be under. This is also why you might interact differently with different types of sound, um, different times that you do sound healings. So if anybody here has ever participated in a sound bowl healing or been to, you know, done a sound meditation, um, they tend to be really different every time you do it. You might feel different things in your, in your body or different things might come up either physically, mentally, or emotionally based on what's going on in your unique mind-body systems on that given day. I'm curious too about like, we don't all have the amazing opportunity to be like sitting here with you, Jay, and have you make that, you know, make, bring noise and sound like that and have all these instruments. It's actually fun. When you did it, I have a sleeping puppy across the room and she perked up and was like, what? And she'd been out this whole time. Um, 
for those of us that don't have a sound bowl or, you know, like uh, magical healing tunes in our, in our daily life, how can we actually bring more of this in? Like, how can we, there's noise all around us constantly. How can we get more of the noise that would heal us, help us grow, expand? Um, you know, I, I'm sure there's like Spotify channel. I don't even know, right? Like, how do people get more of this if they don't have someone like you that they can just like go take a class or, or work with on a regular basis? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, you know, because I actually have uh, recently opened a school uh, called the Ahimsa School of Sound Healing, which is is focused on, you know, as you said, providing providing opportunities for people to come meditate. But the actual mission of the school is to empower people to use vibrational tools as a as um, a way of expressing themselves and healing themselves. So for me, as much as you know, I, I'm trying to to generate a, a living out of playing for people. I think I'm much more interested in a world where people are playing for themselves. Um, and so, yeah, it's a great question. What are some things that we can do if we don't have access to me um, or don't have a gong in their home or something like this? So there's a few things. One is humming. Humming. Everybody has access to humming, regardless of whether or not someone describes themselves as musical or not. Everyone can hum. And it's just the letter M repeated over and over again. And if we adjust the pitch, we can actually feel that humming in different parts of our body. So the lower the, the hum is, the deeper down it goes into our body. And the higher, the more it moves up and into our head. So this is actually... Um, uh, there's a, a whole book about this by Jonathan Goldman, who is like kind of one of the godfathers of sound research for the last, I don't know, 40 years, written tons of books, released tons of albums. And sort of after studying, you know, uh, gongs and Tibetan bowls and Gregorian chants and, you know, just going all over the world and studying sound, his latest book is just it's called The Humming Effect. And it's all about like, actually, after all this time, I've discovered that humming is actually the most powerful tool of them all. Um, so that's something that I would highly recommend. I mean, think about children just kind of walking around and humming. Why are they doing that? Well, they're expressing themselves, but they're also self-soothing. So anyone listening that's looking for a place to start when it comes to vibration, put your thumbs in your ears and just make that MMM sound again and again and try changing it and see where does it go in your body and just sort of tune into that. So that's a, that's a great one, I think. That is an awesome tip. Thank you so much, Jay. Sure. And you're totally right. I hadn't thought about, you know, that's another way kids express themselves. So much of what we naturally do to self-soothe and heal as children, we lose, we lose as we go through our life experiences and go through stress and suppress it and push it away. Um, but thanks. That was, that was awesome. Yeah. Let's, um, I'm curious, like when you, you said it before about the like atom, like, 
I'll actually say this different. We're in a we're in a space and time where people are more stressed out than ever before. Mm. So as somebody who's doing this professionally, I know you don't you're not like a person that diagnoses people or gives them like a prescription. That's not the field that you're in. But if you were prescribing like sound healing or me or music therapy to people in the current state that we're in, what would you prescribe? Like what would what you what would you tell us that we all need right now? Hmm. Well, it's a, it's a tricky question because I don't think there's a there's not necessarily like a one size fits all. I mean, you look at experts uh who have been again, you know, clinically studying sound for 40 years. So there's a a, a man named Dr. Jeffrey Thompson who's like kind of my go-to person when it comes to sound and you know, he has all kinds of information. But he has a technique where he's literally putting you on a bed and he's monitoring your heart rate variability as he plays frequencies that go through speakers in the bed. So he can see exactly what frequency will take you out of your sympathetic nervous system state, this fight or flight state, and put you into a rest and digest state. Um, so that's like a high level of precision, which I don't have access to at this time. So for me, it's, um, it's, it's looking at what are instruments or ways of supporting people in, in dropping into a meditative state. Because obviously, meditation is a proven tool for supporting people in releasing stress, um, finding energy, improving sleep, and this kind of thing. So. I think one of the best tools and uh, a tool that resonates highly with most people is the use of a frame drum. Uh, a frame drum is typically used in Native American ritual, ceremony, celebration, and healing. And the technique that is used is this rapid beat of the drum. So it's like, it's like this, like, ding, 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 ding. Like this repeated fast tempo beat. And what it does is it puts the brain into a theta brainwave state, which is a deeply meditative state. It's the same state that, you know, if someone does transcendental meditation using a mantra, that's the state that they're in. So the drum is a very powerful tool. And, you know, if you look up, you know, if you just look on YouTube for, um, for like shamanic drumming, or uh, if you look up Michael Harner drumming, Michael Harner is kind of uh, responsible for reviving shamanic practices in the Western world. And you can just find a track. If you listen to him drumming for a half an hour, it's very hard to leave that going, I'm still so stressed. Like you're going to, you know, you're going to leave that going, what election? Who cares? <laughs> so that would be a tool. <laughs> That's awesome. I've definitely had that experience in many sound healings myself. Um, could you dive a little bit more into, though, um, what happens in the brain? So what are our brain waves at normally when we're in the stress response? And, you know, with the kind of world we're living in today, as you mentioned, uh, most people have been living in stress already for an extended period of time. Um, 
even before 2020 happened. Uh, so what happens under the surface when we're listening to these deep, different types of sounds and how can we float through different types of, of brain waves? Hmm. Well, I know you mentioned theta waves. Yes. So this is not an area that I have spent a ton of time actually researching because I'm more interested in the best ways to support the general public. So I've kind of in my work spent a lot of time at focusing on how do I bring down the barriers of entry for people? So, you know, a lot of times if I'm playing in a corporate space or something like this, you know, someone will ask me, okay, so what, you know, that was amazing what you just did, but like, how does that affect the chakra system? And I'll be like, I don't know. Do you feel relaxed? And they'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, so it doesn't matter. Right. So, you know, kind of trying to, uh, you know, move around your question a little bit, but basically um, there are. And this is proven by, again, this man, Dr. Thompson. Um, he's discovered that there are actually 20 different brainwave states, which, you know, the average person will be like, okay, there's like beta, gamma, delta, theta, alpha, what else? But he's actually found that there's 20 different brainwave states. And the different brainwave states are associated with kind of different levels of performance. So, you know, if we're working if we're like problem solving or like we're in class or whatever we're going to be in one state if we're uh dreaming or in a deep meditative state we'll be in a theta state or delta this sort of like deep restful restorative sleep state um so to me i've tried actually to avoid focusing too much on those specific states because I found that when I'm hyper-focused on specific outcomes, it actually takes me out of the state that I need to be in to be of service to other people. So, like if there's 10 people sitting in front of me, I don't know what to do to help the woman at the end who's like weeping. Like there's not like a certain, oh, I know if I hit this crystal singing bowl, it will support her in her experience. So my focus, my intention behind the work I do is to be of service. And in order to do that, I have to just hold that intention. So I just have not spent a ton of time you actually answered it perfectly. Oh, you, okay. No, even though you were trying to dance around my question, yeah. you hit exactly what I was looking for, which is a basic, you know, what do these different states mean? How can sound direct us there? Um, mm. And you kind of segued into another direction that I wanted to go, which was um, what do we do? What happens, you know, when you're going into a sound experience or you're playing one of these tracks that you've mentioned or even humming or something like that, and you find that and you're doing it because you want to relax or find peace, and instead you find yourself crying or tense or feeling heavy emotion in some other way. Um, could you just dive in a little more into how to handle that resistance and you know why that comes up or, or why it can come up through, through sound? Absolutely. So yeah, I remember, I remember uh, an experience I had early 
in my career, uh, I, I finished a session. There's a group of people and I asked if anyone had anything they wanted to share. And this one woman, she said, you know, I felt like you were sending negative energy at me the whole time. And I was kind of like mortified. I was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is unbelievable. And I, and I was like, I assure you, my intention was just to be of service. I wasn't targeting you with, uh, you know, any negative or, or ill will. Um, but it, it really, I had to take a step back and really kind of search and figure out what was happening. What was I doing? What was going on with her? And what I realized is that, one, when it comes to these instruments, every single person that hears them has the experience that they need to have. And I don't know what they need. And they might not know what they need. But I've been in a room where there's a person sleeping, like like a room of people sitting in chairs, and someone will be like this the whole time. Okay? And the person next to them is just smiling and grinning, and they're like in outer space floating around. And then another person is breathing heavily and crying. And what I realized is that the vibrations really, they unlock something with inside people that, the person might not know they have uh, to unlock. Um, and, and one of the things that I've been talking about recently, especially given everything that's happening, is this idea of compartmentalizing things. So we're dealing with our health. We're dealing with a parent who's sick and a child and the work situation is closing down and we can't get toilet paper and what about the election and all these things. And we're kind of experts at taking each of those things and compartmentalizing them. So here's the thing with my dad and here's the thing with my sister and my job is here. But what do we do with these little compartmentalized things, these emotions that we, we don't have time to process? We suppress them. So it's not always easy to bring those suppressed emotions up in a safe way. In fact, most people uh, have breakdowns. That's how it comes out. And a breakdown could look like depression or anxiety or violence or rage or a bunch of other things. So I'm interested in supporting people in processing their emotions in a healthy way. And so one of the things that the instruments can do, that vibration can do, is it can support people in sort of like opening these little compartments that they've stored and letting that stuff come up to be processed. So sometimes that looks like fear in the middle of a meditation or anxiety or compassion or love. Um, but whatever comes up for someone during one of these meditations is actually from within them. So I'm not creating an emotional experience for people. I'm just creating a space in which they can process their own emotions that were, were suppressed from the beginning. I, you were talking about before that experience of when you're sitting in a room and you have the person who's like knocked out snoring, you have the person who's crying, you have the person who's got the smile. And I, it took me back to, I've done a few sound healings and, and like I wanna say group meditations or journeys even. And what, the experience that I think is really cool to look for is like that thing that you're having is probably the thing that you're up against, right? Whatever you're up against in life. 
So I'm the person who all those people are driving me crazy. Because to me, like everything, my, my default setting, not the setting of who I really am or who I want to be, but my default is like, everybody's annoying. Everybody's dumb. Um, why is everybody in my space? And so it's like, the, the snoring person is annoying because I can't get into my meditation. The crying person is like, oh, great, they're having this amazing breakthrough and I'm over here distracted. And, and every time, the first time I did, I had an experience like that, it was just a disaster. I was just uncomfortable and miserable. But as I did more work on myself and I experienced more things like this, because a lot of people will say, oh, I've done that before and I didn't like it. Somebody snored the whole time. I luckily got to have more experiences that I was kind of almost like pushed or forced into. Like I, like at least in the beginning, that was great. And I got to see like, Alex, this is who you are all the time. People are all like other people's <laughs> shit is always popping into your space and it's driving you nuts. And that's the breakthrough. If it's not to say that they're, that people's stuff and the universe and, and the, our society isn't going to come into your space, but who are you going to be about it when it does? And so now when I do these experiences, it still happens, right? I still get, I'm still, of course, always next to the snorer or the crier or the giggler or whatever. But, and in like, even something in like a movie theater, I'm always sitting behind the person who like is texting the whole movie with their phone in front of their face. Like the universe is constantly like, Hey, who are you going to be about this? Can you, (laughs) can you focus on what you want to focus on? And not let the things from outside get in your space. So I love that you you brought that, and I I just I, it's just such an invitation to people who aren't experts at this or have done it once or twice, and maybe they didn't have a good experience to say, hey, like whatever that thing was, that's the thing. Like go back and try to break that thing up. You know, even if you're like, why do I cry every time? I don't want to cry every time I'm here. There's something to break up there that you're holding on to. Mm. Yeah, so many things come up from what you're saying, like thinking about especially playing in a a corporate environment and really talking to the people there who might not have much experience with meditation or or kind of deeper work. This idea that your experience this afternoon with me is not something that we want to qualify as good or bad. Like, how was your, how was the sound meditation? Oh, it was good. How was it? Oh, it was bad. It's like, this is not, this is not something to describe in that way. It has value. And, you know, whether, whether or not it was pleasant, that's a different story. Was it, you know, was it upsetting? Okay, yeah, it could be upsetting, but it's not good or bad. And, you know, what you're talking about, this idea of, accepting things as they are versus resisting things as they are, right? So, you know, my favorite example of this is like you're driving and someone like rear ends you, right? So you can get out of the car and you can fight the person or you could get out of the car and hug the person. The damage is exactly the same. And the steps to handling the damage are exactly the same. But it's like, who do you want to be in that moment, you know? And this is what meditation allows us to do is to find a small gap between what happened and what our ego, our reactive side says. It's like, where's that like brief moment where we go, okay, I'm okay. Okay, I can handle this like in a peaceful way. 
And this is what's coming up in these meditations over and over again. Um, opportunities to practice in a safe way. How do I deal with resistance? How do I use my breath to accept that a sound that I'm hearing is not evil or bad? It just, it's just a frequency and this is what's coming up for me. Wow. Beautifully stated, Jay. Thank you so, so much for all of the wisdom that you shared and practical tips. Um, I like the use of that word opportunity as well. I think when we go into these experiences and we can see it as an opportunity to maybe push ourselves a little bit, let go of something, challenge the way we are, our being, challenging, you know, a little bit of, of, of who we are. Um, and when we look at it as that, an opportunity to learn, to grow, to overcome, um, it can be a beautiful experience all around. So um, before we wrap up here, I just want to see if there's anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today, um, as well as where they can find you and how to get more involved in sound they want to check out your website or learn more about your school in Chicago? Okay, sure. Well, there's a, there's a few ways that we can interact. Uh, one is that I'm doing quite a few virtual meditations. So over the pandemic, I've spent a lot of time trying to really dial in what are the best ways to get, get my sounds and you know, the full frequency range through microphones, through the internet. So if you're interested in participating in, in one of these live streaming meditations, uh, you can check those out on my website at currentvibrations.com. So that's one way to interact. Um, I have meditation tracks available that I recorded that are also on that website. Um, if you're in Chicago, I play play out quite a bit even during the pandemic so um i think the the things that are upcoming are on the calendar on the website or on the homepage of the website so most of those events that are scheduled are coming to my school which is called the ahimsa school of sound healing which is located in oak park illinois so this is uh, a place where we offer courses so four-week courses, learning how to play the crystal singing bowls, how to work with intention, technique of how to play them, things to be aware of, and a foundational understanding of resonance and frequency. We're offering meditations, and we also have a retail space. So, you know, as I mentioned before, I think it's great that people come and support me and they come to my meditations, and it's just the greatest blessing to be able to share these sounds and do it for a living. But I think for, in order for the earth as a whole to continue to evolve and, and to find a more peaceful way of being here, more and more people need to be using tools to support them. Meditation is a tool, acupuncture is a tool, yoga is a tool, and sound is a tool. So we have a whole range of instruments available. And it's, um, you know, some of you might have resistance to even the idea of you creating vibration with a tool. Oh, it's not for me. I, I remember playing trumpet in fourth grade and I was so bad at it. It's like, yeah, a crystal singing bowl is not a trumpet. Okay. 
It's something that anyone can use. Uh, five-year-olds, I've like literally had five-year-olds playing crystal singing bowls. You know, we sell all kinds of Native American flutes, percussion. These are tools that you can use right away and support yourself and the people around you. So yeah, those are some different ways to, uh, to interact. Phenomenal. Thanks, Jay. And yes, I highly recommend picking up at least one instrument for yourself. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I started with bowls. I actually just recently bought a flute uh, from Jay's store that I'm having a lot of fun learning how to play, even though my cats absolutely hate it. Uh, it's been <laughs> a blast. They freak out for some reason. They love all my other instruments. I have, um, you know, like chimes and bowls and they seem to like everything else. But for some reason, the pitch of the flute, uh, it's like the opposite effect of a snake charmer. Um, but <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So, you know, explore on your own, whether you're in Chicago and can uh, hit up Jay's store or, or find something local. And then the last thing that we are doing here on the Frequency Shifter show, just to continue to spread the love and show our gratitude to our listeners and continue to help raise the vibration of the planet, uh, we're doing what's called a uh, Bodhi bonus. Uh, Bodhi taken from one of my favorite words, Bodhisattva, which is, um, you know, I understand it to be a person who essentially is a, a teacher or someone who is putting aside their own path to enlightenment to stay back and essentially help others, giving to, giving to others, providing opportunities for others to learn and elevate themselves or move on their own paths. Um, so on, on that note, we're going to give away, um, we're going to have one of Jay's sound healings that he mentioned uh, listed below in the show notes, as well as all the good places that you can find him. So. Thanks again, Jay, for being here and sharing your, your words of wisdom with us. Anything else to wrap us up, guys? Jay, thanks so much. Thanks yeah. for being here with us. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for uh, waking up my dog, um, sending those <laughs> vibrations through to her too. Yeah, I, I appreciate your time and for, and for having me on and everything that you guys are doing. It's uh, important work. So yeah, thank you. Thanks again. And thanks everyone for being here, for listening today. Uh, remember to keep coming back and checking out our future shows all about raising the vibration of the planet and helping us elevate awareness, maximize human potential in these times of chaos. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Frequency Shifters. We really hope that you got some value, you learned something, and that there's something from this episode that you can take away and use in your life. Who are you thinking of right now that needs to hear this episode? Please share it with them. Share this on social media, subscribe and like and leave a comment. And please, if you have a comment or an idea or something that you want us to talk about or investigate, leave it online and we will go into those and bring you that information. Please like, share and subscribe and we will see you next time.